Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Oh, man, that was really good. I'm excited about myself. You can tell by the yes, yes, how good the show is going to be. And now we got a 10 out of 10 coming your way. Yeah, it really sets the table. Taylor Twelman, 1030, talking dowkies. Uh, questions, comments, doggy questions? Fire them away. Uh, Air Comfort Service text line. 314-399-9646. I have a feeling, though, this is going to be a Cardinal-centric program. I understand I got a chance to talk with uh, Carrie was already out in the hallway when I walked in, but talking it over with Brooke and Randy and Matt Rocchio, sounds like it was a little tense on opening drive. Yeah, that's what the, that's what I got the feeling of. Randy said to me as he walked out, trying to distance himself from this show, both physically, mentally, and he said, Tim, you and I as long-term Cardinal fans, long-time Cardinal fans know that whatever your team is at the end of April is what your team will be at the end of October. And that was Randy dunking on Matt Rocchio right yeah, there. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you always have that in your back pocket, but Matt is observing that he was the one who was saying that this Cardinal team might be in trouble. And he was the voice in the wilderness. And now people are coming over to his side after a shutout at the hands of of 2014 Madison Bumgarner, also known as Alex Cobb. Yeah, Alex Cobb got him, got him real bad to an extent where I never felt like one of those balls off the bat side of Goldschmidt's triple was ever in danger of getting a hit. I don't know. I don't. I we just had John Denton on TMA at nine o'clock. He's going to be with us on Balloon Party every Thursday here on 101 and every uh, Tuesday on TMA, 105.7 HD2. I'm more of a TMA STL app guy. Just download that, and you can listen to the whole thing or watch us on YouTube. You'll be stunned at how hot I am. But uh, I like I like Denton on because I feel like Denton is kind of like, you know, if a ball is a ball, he calls it a ball, and if a strike is a strike, he calls it a strike, and, you know, he's not in the business of of tickling you, yeah, you know, yeah. making these gestures. I mean, you see the gestures I make with yeah. my hands right yeah, now? Yeah. Hand tickling tickling yeah. a couple of people right. is the yeah. gesture I make. Pincers there. Yeah, pincers. We're going to be on YouTube soon. You'll be able to see it. And once again, you'll be alarmed at how hot I am. But Jackson, my God, what in the world? You get a great start from Jordan Montgomery. He is now responsible for three of the Cardinals' four quality starts. And you are going to have games like this. The issue is I was breaking down the math the Cardinals have played how many games? 23. That's correct. In four of those 23 games, they have scored 39 runs. The first game of the year, they scored nine. It was one run short of the Blue Jays, as you mm-hmm. may recall. I do. Very unfortunate. Uh, in two games in Colorado, that's what else makes up the 39, and then one against a guy who I believe is now hosting an HD2 radio show, and that's Madison Bumgarner. 
and that took place five days ago. Then you have 19 other games. And in those 19 other games, which were not in Coors Field, not against a guy who's no longer a pitcher in Major League Baseball, and your home opener, the team has averaged 3.25 runs. That is the math. Yeah, The math is the math. You can frame it however you would like. Um, I would argue that while they have played some, you know, I mean, the, the Braves, I would I would guess the Braves would be the favorite at the moment to win the National League pennant. I know the Pirates have a better record, yeah, which uh, will probably would probably be paying you handsomely if you, for whatever reason, had a who's going to have the best record in the National League by April 25th bet in. Um, but I think people say, okay, the Braves, that's, that's legitimate. But, you know, when you look at some of the other opposition, you'd go, boy, and this team is in the spot they're in. I know that there are some brand-name teams that they have played. For example, the Giants are a brand-name team, but it's not like they're off to a great start. I know the Mariners were a playoff team, but it's not like they're off to a great start. The Diamondbacks are not a brand-name team that is currently at the top of the National League West. And then you have the Rockies here if you're going to go back over the last couple of weeks of baseball. And you have to go back to the Rockies series to find a series that the Cardinals won. And so here is how I would summarize the problem at this particular moment. In order for the Cardinals to win, they either have to get way above their skis on the starting staff's performance. Because, again, four quality starts in 23 games is, is is truly an alarming number. And it was three in 23 yesterday, and then you get uh, three in 22 yesterday, and now you get one last night. Even though, and I don't know how many people stayed up to watch it, tip of the cap to Jordan Montgomery for getting through it, but he was fighting for his life like Chris Flexen was fighting for his life Sunday afternoon against the Cardinals. I think if we're going to call a ball a ball and a strike a strike, we would agree the Cardinals probably should have scored a hell of a lot more early on against the Mariners on Sunday, and the Giants probably should have scored uh, at all. I mean, they didn't score until the 7th, but could have and should have scored a hell of a lot more early on against Montgomery. But hey, you tip your cap to Montgomery and, and Flexen for that matter for navigating some early on issues and Brendan Donovan for making right. a play that he made diving to his left to save runs. With all of that said, the best pitcher to date has been, without question, Jordan Montgomery. Right. And now you go, okay, you just lost the opener of the series. You're now 0-8 in series opening games. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a hell of a stat. Right. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt said after the game, that's not something we're thinking about. I wouldn't have been aware of if you would have brought it up. And I get that. I'm sure they're not thinking about it, but that's an alarming statistic because you're already behind the eight ball in a series. And now, who is up next in your rotation? I'll answer the question for you. It was rhetorical. Jake Woodford this evening, Stephen Matz tomorrow. Oh, God. And then you go, okay, well, then you got the day game in San Francisco and off to Los Angeles to take on the Dodgers. I mean, this is... This is something else. So if the rotation isn't going to get the job done while the offense is struggling, then you go, okay, the rotation is kind of what it is, then that means the team has to hit. And as I lay out for you, four games are responsible for 39 of the 104 runs. Four games. Half of which took place at Coors Field. Right. A quarter of which came against a man who's no longer in the major leagues and was so bad he was DFA'd despite the fact that he's owed $34 million. And the big outburst on Sunday came against Chris Flexen, and all due respect to him, I don't think he's going to be in the mix for Cy Young this year. So with all of that said, 
Then you look at the lineup and you go, okay, the lineup is the thing that going in people thought had the high ceiling and could compensate for the rotation. But both of them at this point are having problems to the point that Alex Cobb goes out and throws a complete game shutout. What kind of odds could you have gotten on that last night? And as you said, Jackson, and you're right on target, it's not like it was a case where, man, the Cardinals hit the ball well, just didn't get the breaks. That's not what it was. The Cardinals were dominated. Sometimes you have to tip your cap. Those are going to happen. You know, you play 162 games. Sometimes you're just going to have to tip your cap. The problem is when you're losing games where you're not tipping your cap and you're leaving them out there against teams that aren't necessarily great baseball teams. And then it runs into where you are playing some great teams and you're going to have to play above your skis again. And that's the thing that stands out to me on this. And And I don't really recall feeling this way. Where I'm going, man, they got question marks in both the starting staff and now the lineup. But I don't feel like they should have question marks in the lineup. But I don't know who's going to be in the outfield night by night, day right. by day. Right. Uh, Arnado didn't play last night. I just asked John Denton on the off chance. I saw some people texting in yesterday theorizing that Arnado is not 100%. Denton said last night's day off was scheduled. That was scheduled before they even headed out that he would he would uh, get the day off in game one against the Giants. So he's 100%. He was out. He said uh, when he got to the ballpark yesterday, Arnado was already out there at 245 Pacific in the cage. You know, he said nobody's going to work harder than Nolan Arnado. So yeah. it's not a health thing. And, uh, and the Cardinals just continue to... I think, and I don't know, I don't know what the level of concern is here locally. Uh, I talked a little bit about this yesterday. Um, but I think that if it is tepid relative to what we've seen on the field, it's rooted in something similar to what Randy said as he was walking out when he was just joking with Matt Rocchio. We know where team is at the end of April is where they will be at the end of October. And I think that thought process comes from something that the Cardinals have earned, mm-hmm. which is equity that they do eventually, most of the time, right the ship at the very least to be in the mix. Because every year, minus 2007, since 2000, they've been in the mix, whether it be the wild card or the central. But when you have both the pitching and the offense having problems, I go, God, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to get right. I would think it would. I continue to say I'll buy stock in the Cardinals and the Padres, but maybe I'm just off the mark and maybe these teams just aren't going to live up to it. And then if that is the case, then what winds up happening, this is what Denton just said, he goes, obviously, Ali Marmol gets a lot of the the blame. Sure. But from my standpoint, and I was certainly critical of Marmol and the, the O'Neill thing, and I thought jumping the umpire's ass in the first inning of a game where clearly they were going to have a good situation against the Mariners starter Chris Flexen when the Cardinals starter Flaherty hadn't even gotten out there and with the control problems he had early in the season why tilt the umpire mm-hmm. but who knows I wouldn't put the problems the Cardinals are having on Ali Marmol honestly yeah I'd put it on the roster construction that's not Ali Marmol right so that's where I am on it your thoughts are welcome 314-399-9646 text in air comfort service text line uh, Jackson what do you have to uh to say I'd say my concern level is relatively low just because... One to ten. I'll put Mine it, is a six. I'll say a f- four. 
Mine's you wanted f- to say five, but then you moved lower. And no, that was I interesting to, say to me. Three, but it's more likely a four. But yet you said the, the you made the F sound, but you wanted to say three. That's very suspicious to me. So I'm going to call and see what you do on the turn because I don't buy it. No, I was I was thinking three, but four just came out of my mouth, and that's mm. just how now I might raise how I operate. But my reasoning behind that is just because Goldschmidt are not are just are they're not producing. From a power perspective, and right now, especially at Goldie, it's just not going anywhere. So, once they get right, I just have a feeling that everything around them gets a little bit better because the offense is clearly both like anchored by those two, and they're currently at this moment not playing up to expectations. So, I do think that once they get right, I think some of the offense numbers go because three point was it three point five, three point two runs a game. Three point two five runs. Yeah, it's not going to cut it. And averaging over nineteen games, if you take out two in Coors Field, the home opener and the Madison Bumgarner game last Thursday. So I think that those numbers will go up, especially once. I would agree with that. Logic would absolutely dictate that. Just like the runners in scoring position numbers would have to, just from a mathematical standpoint, they have to go up. Right. The issue is. When the team is giving up five and a half runs per game, if you subtract four games from it and you go to 19 games, uh, well, then there's a large discrepancy that they're going to have to make up. Right. If you're at 5.5 approximately, and then for, for runs against, and 3.25 for runs scored. Yeah, and that is why I go, okay, maybe it's... it's but, but you look at the roster from the position player standpoint, it shouldn't be that way. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I'm having a, a, a tough time... Trying to factor, and this is something also that that Randy and Rocchio and I were talking about on on the way out. And I do remember this, and and maybe some of you remember this as well. And I feel like I brought this up. Maybe it was when you were in the cabin with all those guys. Uh, that the 2004 Cardinals started off with a really sluggish go of it. it all the way, I feel like through about mid May. I'll look it up on Baseball Reference and see where their record was mid to late May. But, you know, covering that team, every home game I was at, every home game, you could tell, I felt like anyway, that that was a really good team. Mm-hmm. But it just wasn't working in their favor. The weird thing about this team is their record is bad. Yeah. No way to spin it. And I almost feel like they're fortunate to have the wins that they have. And that's that's a different perspective on it. I remember, I mean, I was doing radio in 2004 saying, I know it, I know this isn't going to be popular, but I think the Cardinals are way better than their, their record. And on this one, I'm not saying they're way worse. And I think they will improve. I'd buy stock. It's just assessing what I've seen so far. It doesn't make sense when you look at who is in the, especially in the middle of that lineup. But I go, man, maybe the team actually should be worse at the time than their record. I still think that they're going to inevitably improve, but maybe it's not as inevitable as I and Cardinal fans who are just used to them riding the ship think it is. Your thoughts, 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service, text line. Uh, And then Taylor Twelman going to be with us coming up 1030. Anything you would like to discuss with Taylor Twelman? Uh, He is with us every Tuesday, and uh, that is coming your way here at 1030. Looking forward to talking it over with Taylor Twelman at 1030. Uh, All right, Jackson, we'll take a commercial break. I'll try to stay on the clock, even though it's 1017. Time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. Just can't do it. What am I supposed to break? 1012? Is that right? Yeah. Perfect. So I'm like, oh, I'm getting out early, five minutes late. (laughs) This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan, St. Louis Hacker, and Alton Toyota. I want to speak. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to Balloon Party, driven by Mungan and St. Louis Acura. My therapist has advised me not to look at the uh, Air Comfort Service tax line, but I'm a bad, I'm a naughty little boy, as right. you know. Right. And during the commercial break, I just, I glanced in there, and I got to tell you something. Even though I don't really feel like I issued bold proclamations, I'm no Dan Orlovsky. No, no. <laughs> in training, maybe, you know. Mm. One day you might get there. Uh, but a lot of support for the perspective. Uh, Lisa, and what do you call her? She's a gem, okay. Tim. Lisa is at the top of the uh, lineup here. Just sent this in. Marmol is in over his head, and the pitching coach with no experience at the MLB level. You think the clubhouse is good? The construction and the poor leadership. Skip and Pujols made this team look really good last year. Woo, I feel like I have Brock and Simmons, and that's all again in 1977, and our team is not good. That's from Lisa. Lisa's going back before my time. Yeah, boy. The 1970s, that's a dark time for the Cardinals. The thing about that is, is what I will say, I have to say, even though I don't necessarily like it, because I prefer what the structure was back then, is three times the number of teams get into the playoffs than back in the 1970s when the Cardinals did make an appearance in the postseason. Now, as far as whether or not this team will be one of those six, then that's a, that's a separate conversation. Ollie needs to pick a lineup and stick with it for longer than one day. The guys have no idea when they're playing, if they're playing, and it keeps them on edge. That's from the 573. That's one of the things I asked John Denton about. I don't know who's playing. Um and it's my responsibility to follow it and, and track it. And also I'm managing what I think will be an undefeated fantasy baseball team again this year. And I'm looking directly at you since you've luck boxed your way into a win against me last year. All due respect, of course. Um, so I'm monitoring lineup construction left and right. Who's going to be in the outfield? Alec Burleson, apparently. Yeah, unless it's a, a left-handed pitcher, Carlson certainly probably isn't in there. And then it's either Burleson, Newt Bar. Uh, yeah, I don't. And then Alec Burleson is. And even Arnado wasn't in last night, but right. I know that was apparently scheduled. I guess I don't know. There's DeYoung. I mean, he was raking. I was debating whether I had to pick him up if I was going to buy in. Really send a message to the rest of the league. Yeah, that would. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that. I have so many damn shortstops, so I can't. Uh, yeah, I hear that. I, I, can't, I couldn't do it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I like that. I think that that mindset for a manager is something that maybe outdated but my counter to that would be i get playing matchups when you have established players who in the cardinal outfield at this moment feels like they are established i think jordan walker probably deep down knows he's going to do all right for himself in major league baseball but he's a month into his career right tyler o'neill you know had a bus run over him in the fifth game of the season <laughs> Dylan Carlson has gone from desired by the Nationals for Juan Soto to the fifth outfielder and considering playing on a company softball team. And and then you got Newt Barr back, and he's got a great Instagram following. And then, you know, apparently 1985's Willie McGee and Alec Burleson. <laughs> Boy, I can tell you, based on his fielding last night, didn't strike me as all 51. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't know. I don't have the answers. I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm confused by it. I really am. I, I, but it, but if you go, okay, who do you blame? I wouldn't blame, I wouldn't go, oh, the manager. Right. I know that that is a time-honored tradition, and that's a sports talk radio thing that is not limited to St. Louis. That's what you do. It's certainly what you do in October, and sometimes I think it's warranted. For example, if I were hosting sports talk radio in Dallas in 2011, as a baseball guy, I would have been screaming about <laughs> Ron Washington on a regular basis anytime the Rangers played in St. Louis. Right. Because he was getting run around by Tony La Russa. 
But in this particular case, we knew the starting rotation was a question mark going into the season. Well, that's not Ali Mormol's fault. Uh, the lineup situation, that's that's the one that catches me off guard yeah. at this point. Taylor Twelman's going to join us coming up here uh, at 1030. And uh, I'm looking forward to talking it over with him. So if you are a uh, fan of the dogs, you know they're playing this evening as well. I asked Jackson, I said, what? I know they're playing tonight against Union Omaha. And what is the name of this thing? And Jackson told me it was America's Cup. And then I thought of Dennis Connors and the yachting team from the 1980s. Right. And I thought, that can't be it. If it, If they are going to do some yachting downtown... So many wonderful bodies of water to travel through right. against this Omaha franchise. I'd pick River to Pair as yeah. a South City kid. We did a lot of boating on River to Pair when I was growing up, but this is actually a soccer game, and it's not called America's Cup. Bring your deck shoes. It's first Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. It's the very first one, and it's taking place tonight at City Park. So this goes on throughout the season, and this is not something that uh, Americans, which I'm proud to be, I get the sense you're not, mm-hmm. and you can text in about that, 314-399-9646. We're not used to because this goes on, for example, with teams uh, or Cs. Yeah. You have the Champions League going on at the same time as exactly. other things going on. Yeah, the FA so Cup. I kind of li- like it. No, it's really cool, and this is kind of what I brought up with the in-season tournament a few weeks ago talking about. The but NBA. that, But that is like a... Just say Jimmy Butler 56, I know you're having a tough time holding it in. I was going to wait for the Sports Center update, but yeah, Jimmy Buckets, playoff Jimmy, different animal. There it is. Same now you, beast. Yeah, now you're Tim Robbins and Shawshank. Yeah, I, I feel free. Um, the uh, That's more like it's going to take place over like a week. This is this is place. a how do you do in between the game against Colorado and Portland. Right. How so, do you do? So oh, on the well. weekends, they play league games, and during the week, just like they do over in Europe, they play in cup competitions just like the not-America's Cup for the U.S. Open Cup. Right, Dennis Connors. What a story it was. All right, uh, Taylor Twelman going to join us in the uh, next segment. Any questions, comments you may have for Taylor, that is coming your way. Sponsored now by Together Credit Union. Yeah, presenting sponsor of Taylor Twelman every Tuesday here on Balloon Party, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. Taylor Twelman at 1030. The Little Piddles Tuesday uh, I got a half and half for us. Oh, I like I like the half and half. Yeah, I half and half, and half and half. That's coming up at 1045. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. We're headed down to the pitch to talk soccer and City SC with Taylor Twelman. This is Talking with Twelman on 101 ESPN. Presented by Together Credit Union. Together Credit Union, the City SC Visa credit card is exclusively available at TogetherCU.org. Welcome back. Balloon Party for by Munganas, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota, and it is our pleasure to welcome Together Credit Union, presenting our guest every Tuesday here on Balloon Party, Taylor Twelman. Morning, Taylor. Tim, how are you, pal? I'm wonderful. How weirded out were you that you sent me a text at 3.58 this morning, and then you got a response like 15 minutes later? That had to surprise you. You had to think, what is this guy, some kind of bat? 
<laughs> no, I actually called the cops and said you're a serial killer. But yeah, <laughs> there it is. We can use that for a promo. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, very accommodating, by the way. He's traveling, and he, he he's he's fitting us in here to the schedule, and we, we certainly appreciate it. When I was watching that game on Saturday night, I'm like, I can't wait to see what your analysis of this one was, because I felt like it was a different set of circumstances than obviously, at least I think it was obviously, than the loss in, in Seattle. But at the same time, I felt like at the half, man... Uh, are they fortunate to just be sitting there in a, in a tie because it was Roman Berkey keeping them in the game and then 11 minutes into the second half, holy crap, they've, they've got a lead. So what was your analysis of what we saw, uh, in particular in the first half, and then we'll get to get into, get into the second half? Well, first off, it's difficult to play there. Uh, yeah. High altitude, it's difficult to play the type of system that Bradley Carnell, Lutz Fon, and Shield want to insert. It just It is. It's factually been that way. Throughout all of sports, it's not just a soccer issue, but having played in Denver multiple times, it's just different. So you've got to adjust to that. But my biggest takeaway was this is why Lutz Fonenstiel banged on the drum of Roman Berkey of spending real money, big-time money, more than anyone has spent on a goalkeeper in MLS history. And so when you look at it and say, listen, if Roman Berkey can be that kind of goalkeeper, then you're going to be able to steal results. Mm Mm-hmm in games that you probably shouldn't have. And that's the power of having a big-time goalkeeper. It's kind of similar to the listeners out there that aren't really affluent with soccer. It's no different than a Stanley Cup playoffs when you get a goaltender standing on his head. He can take you a long place in places that maybe you shouldn't go in the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's similar to what a soccer goalkeeper can do. They have a little bit more of an impact in possession in different avenues. But the biggest takeaway was Roman Berkey, the most expensive goalkeeper, kind of earned his paycheck. And then when you do get a goal and you're up, you're saying, wait a minute here, you could actually steal three points on the road. But I think justifiably, they didn't get three points in that game. They didn't deserve it. Okay, this is this is interesting. Number one, I was going to ask you about the analogy on a Stanley Cup playoff NHL goalie, so you've taken that right out of my hands. Very disappointing, but at the same time, I tip my cap. <laughs> and then secondarily, you've played, and you've, I'm sure, played in front of goalkeepers who you know are on a heater and you know you can trust, and you've probably had the other side of it, not necessarily naming names, where you're like, man, if we don't come through, we don't necessarily have a guy back there who can do it or who's playing with confidence. So what does that do for the guys playing in front of them when you have a goalkeeper playing like Berkey was playing in your career what was your experience with that yeah it's a great question honestly tim because when you look at roman burkey's post-game quotes that's where he's he's selling me because when you have the kind of experience that roman burkey had it's real leadership in big pressure situations he was unhappy you could see it throughout the game and i think that's the most disappointing part to that is when you are when you're a teammate of a goalkeeper that's on a heater that's standing on his head Tim, you want to deliver. You, you want to make sure, one, you leave with a shutout in a clean sheet, and two, if you're up a goal, or two, you want to leave with three points. They did neither of those. And so that's where I think being in those situations, you're disappointed in yourself because you're almost looking at it saying, we kind of wasted a, a big-time performance. Now, on the other hand, you could say, well, Taylor, that's wrong. They still got a point in a difficult place to play. And, and I could agree with you on that aspect. I've gone up against goalkeepers, Tim, that have stood on their head, that I've hit balls upper 90 and the goalkeeper's got a touch on it, and that becomes equally frustrating because now you're like, I've got to be inch perfect Mm. with everything I do. And fortunate enough for Colorado, Barrios was on the near post, but 
I just think this gives the group in St. Louis a ton of confidence knowing that Roman Berkey could single-handedly steal three points with them when they need it. But I think the bigger concern is what do they look like without Zhao Klaus? Yeah, that's certainly uh, where I was going next, as a matter of fact. Uh, what is your analysis of the status? And also, what do you think the team looks like and how it alters that strategy uh, without him? I think the biggest X factor for this team, when you look at just the roster, just the team, is depth. And I think there's a little bit of a concern that if you lose a Leuven, a Klaus, there may not be enough there. Now, the rumor is that Adoniran's going to be moved on to alone somewhere in the USL. So I don't know if you'll see him play in the Open Cup game tonight. He's your natural, what they thought, I think, preseason to be the backup to that. But Joe Keeney's been pretty good. I know Alm can play as a false nine, vertical nine, however you want to uh, phrase it. But the point is this. Klaus is your reference point. He's gotten them out of tricky situations, being able to play off of him. Great, fantastic first touch, holding the ball with his back to goal. While he hasn't scored a goal in a while, I think that's part of the the understated part to him. Now, the rumor is it's only two to three weeks. But again, Tim, this team doesn't have a ton of wiggle room or rope, so to speak, to give themselves you know a two, three-game run where they aren't at their best. They've got to find a way to get points along the way so it's going to be very interesting from my point of view what this team looks like with one of their biggest names in best players in the game taylor twelman with us here on 101 espn brought to you by together credit union he's with us every tuesday here on balloon party and that leads me into this question they have a game tonight and this might be something uh that uh, you're making reference to you've got some depth question marks now you have a game in the U.S. Open Cup, taking on Union Omaha. Number one, how do they handle this game? How does this play out as you're also in the middle of your your regular season with MLS? And then secondarily, um, give people in St. Louis who might be going, hold on a second, they're playing a game, but this isn't the what this is all about because St. Louis actually has some, some history with this. Yeah, I mean, the Open Cup's the longest um, tournament in America of all sports been around over 100 years and it's uh uh self uh gratifying the fact that it's the only thing i won i may have played in eight finals i lost seven of them but the one i didn't lose was the open cup finals nice and um it's a it's a big tournament and it's honestly a great place to play guys that are on the bubble not saying you're giving up the game not saying that you don't care about it but on some level you've got to see players in pressure situations especially at home in front of City Park, who can you count on that may be on the outside looking in and your first choice 11? And so that becomes very interesting. In saying all of that, City doesn't have 25 players that can play in a first-team game either. So I, I don't know how they do this, Tim. I really don't. I'm as intrigued as anyone of what Bradley Carnell and Lutz still look at this and say, this is what we want to get out of the Open Cup. But mark my words, next Tuesday when you and I talk, I guarantee you if there's one or two players that traditionally haven't started or gotten a ton of time and they impress, that's actually more of a success than winning the game. Mm. If you get both, even better, because then the next Open Cup game, you're still building the depth, but they've got to get some answers on some players that they don't know a lot about tonight. 
Uh, final question for you. Of course, uh, many are used to seeing you uh, giving your national perspective, global perspective, really. And uh, the U.S. has appointed Matt Crocker as the next sporting director. People may be familiar with him from his uh, head of development teams in the Southampton director of football operations uh, for more than 25 years of experience in player development. What are your thoughts on this move by the U.S.? Uh, first one, I'm uh, I'm extremely pleased with the move because it's out of the circle for so long u.s soccer has been inside the circle it's been referred to as a boys club it's been referred to as nepotism however you want to look at it we need fresh minds fresh thoughts fresh eyes and this is one of them now matt's success i think is less with southampton and it's more so about creating the quote-unquote culture in the english fa the english fa had a real struggle with some of the best players that FA has ever seen, with Stephen Gerrard, Frank Lampard, David Beckham, Wayne Rooney, and yet Gareth Southgate came in along with Matt Crocker, and they changed that. And that is where this is going to be had. Now, for the listeners that haven't paid attention as closely as I have, at Southampton, Matt wanted to bring in Jesse Marsh. And Matt desperately wanted to bring in a style that would punch above their weight. He felt that Jesse Marsh would be that guy. They couldn't come to an agreement. So naturally, everyone says, oh, well, Matt's in charge. So now Jesse Marsh is going to be the natural hire. I'm not there yet, but I will say that reading the tea leaves, Jesse Marsh is at the forefront of Matt's mind, I'm sure, of leading this team. But I think there's going to be a few big names that are going to be interviewed from Matt and from U.S. Soccer because I think with this World Cup in your backyard, you need to really look at all options. And that's Jose Mourinho, Patrick Vieira, and anyone and everyone else that wants to be. You have to do your due diligence. Matt will do so. But all in all, I'm pleased because it's someone from the outside, and we need some fresh ideas and some fresh eyeballs on how to take this thing forward. There it is, Taylor Twelman, every Tuesday here on 101 ESPN, presented by Together Credit Union. Taylor, appreciate it. Thank you for making time. Know that you're uh, traveling, so we really appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. No problem. If the cops call you, my apologies. There he is. I don't blame you on that. There he is, Taylor Twelman with us here on 101 ESPN. Your thoughts are welcome. 314-399-9646. And once again, uh, the uh, game tonight is a game you can watch on Bleacher Report Football on YouTube. And this will take place at City Park as uh, the Doggies will take on Union Omaha, U.S. Open. There you go. That's what's taking place, Jackson. Love it. All right. There you go. Yeah, I get what he's saying. He's like, yeah, if somebody from like kind of the fringe emerges, then that's a win more so than winning the actual game. Not to say you don't want to win, but if somebody can show and then all of a sudden utilize them uh, going forward when you're taking on your regular MLS schedule, that would be great value in addition to trying to win the games. Of course, Taylor Twelman always enjoy his perspective every Tuesday here on Balloon Party. We have Lil Piddles half and half coming up to wrap up the program. I'm looking forward to it. I'm a big Lil Piddles half and half guy it's next on 101 espn we're right back to the balloon party on the tim mckernan podcast presented by dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn welcome back it's balloon party driven by munganess st louis Your alton toyota tim mckernan action jackson with you jackson you have the little piddles who's a half and a half yeah a little right, half fire and away. Half what do we got well i'll ask you would you prefer 
uh, a relevant cardinal question or one of the uh, sports business questions? Sports business. I went I went deep on the cardinals first twenty minutes. All right, sounds good. Uh, the CEO of Scripps has expressed interest in possibly purchasing the rights to the MLB and putting them under the Scripps sports umbrella. He most recently purchased the rights for several WNBA teams and says they are looking to change the landscape of sports media. My question is, why are they interested in something that has another company filing for bankruptcy? What would Scripps do differently? Do you think the MLB would opt for something like this or take its media rights more internal and completely change the That's a, that, that latter portion is a great question. What I can tell you is Right when all of this started up, um, I had people telling me, mm-hmm. and I didn't think anything of scripts, honestly, didn't, didn't cross my mind, that that was the one company that could be interested. One of the factors is you ask what they will do differently. Well, what one of the things that they will do differently is they will acquire it at a lower price. So right there, your overhead is reduced sure. um, just from your entry point. So that's an important you know, part of the conversation. I'm not trying to turn this into CNBC, but it is, it's certainly relevant to the conversation. Secondarily, I think it absolutely can work. And I think now another thing that Scripps or whoever would take it over would have that doesn't go on right now is, uh, I, I wouldn't even say a reduction in, in blackout. I would say the blackout's going away. Mm-hmm. I also think that Major League Baseball and its partners are going to do everything they can to have it be closer to, I don't want to say closer to MLS because that's going to turn people off because for those who go, I'm not paying for soccer, and I understand that. And I don't want to say closer to the NFL because that means network programming. But I mean every game everywhere is accessible. Mm -hmm. And every team everywhere is accessible. If you go to your Apple TV app, for example, to watch MLS, not only can you scroll on a game. I don't know if you do this. I don't know if you subscribe. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. But you can scroll on each team to get coverage of each team in addition to highlights of their games, in addition to watching a full replay of their game. It is so user-slash-customer-friendly. And that was not the plan because it didn't need to be the plan for Diamond Sports, the parent of Bally. So with that said, they're getting it at a lower price and they're also getting a more accepting partner because they have to be in Major League Baseball, which should open up to better coverage for the customer. Yeah, and I hear that. And I on the on the blackout situation, you know, I get why right now that there are blackouts. If you're watching, if you have the MLP extra innings package or whatever it's called to watch the games and you're in the city, you're then essentially taking money out of the pocket of the RSN. I get that. I just think that they need they need because you can have a, a, a channel for people who subscribe to cable. You're absolutely going to have that. I think Scripps is ION or something, but. You then need a reliable, and the keyword there is reliable, streaming option that people can pay a monthly premium for, and so that wherever they are on any device that they have, they can turn on the games that they pay for. And I think that is what the disconnect is, because you 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 don't need to only have streaming. You know that would sure. be that would eliminate. And I, th- and I think you're I think you're going to get that. That's the I hope. think whoever does the next TV deal, that will be part of it. The days of the blackout are coming to an end. We right. will look back on it within the next. 750 days and go, God, remember when there were blackouts? Right. I mean, it was that was the way that it was, and it was accepted. But I look at the way college football used to be distributed. It just changes, and it's going to change for the better. And I also think it's going to actually make make it more cost-effective. Right. As weird as it sounds, if you right. are paying strictly for a place to watch Cardinal baseball, as I am, 
you're not going to have to do that anymore. Right. So I think it's a positive. I really do think it's a positive, whoever winds up doing it. The blackouts will go away, and accessibility on whatever device will be there. I'd be shocked if it's otherwise. Yes, sir. What's next? Right. And just real quick, my last thought on, on is the days of the bundle are kind of done, where people now, oh, yeah. they, they pick and choose what they want. You know, the a la carte is much more in vogue, and RSNs, as we've previously discussed, were very impact like it was very good for them about the bundles at that time yeah the a la carte was en vogue i mean this is essentially now a bilingual radio program yeah yeah the, the pulse of paris <laughs> that's what we'll be called uh-huh. uh um the nfl has again suspended players for illegal gambling including st louis and detroit lion jameson williams williams was suspended six games for betting on college football at the lions practice facility if he had made that bet at his home in detroit then no harm, no foul. It's because he made it at the facility. That's correct. This coming on the heels of Calvin Ridley being suspended an entire season after gambling. Do these rules make any sense to you? I understand not being able to bet on NFL games, but to me there's no reason that Williams should be suspended for what he did. Do you think that there is somewhat hypocritical based on the yes, NFL? Yes, they do. There's a great column in the ringer talking about this. This is right. what I thought when I think, I don't know if it was Rocky running the border or you last week when this came down, came down right in the middle of the show. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, how strange is this? I mean, some of the owners have equity in some of these gambling companies. And betting on the NFL, I get that. Right. Agreed. That's not what it was. So, candidly, I'm I'm really surprised by it. I wasn't aware that that was the rule. So he was on the Lions campus. What what difference does it make? This is, I don't know what's more antiquated, the blackout rules, the NFL's gambling regulations. Tied for first. Buh. Yeah, I mean that's it's crazy. Yeah, he made the bet. It's because of where he made the bet, not because he made the bet, right. but because where he made the bet on a sport that he has no insider information that, on. That much like the blackout blackout rules will be going away. Also, that will change within the next few years too. Right, because I mean, just, it just will. I mean, that, that that's it's, it's such a. I, I get why the blackout rules existed. Mm-hmm. I don't get why this rule exists. Right. I understand you don't want to betting on the NFL. I get that. But you can't bet on a game from the Lions facility that probably has gambling advertising all over it. At the very least, Ford Field does. I don't get it for the Lions. I mean, it's Ford Field's right next to a casino. I've been there. Not to brag, but yeah, I've been to Detroit. Yeah, yeah, Spike in the football. Yeah, like America's Cup in one segment, yep. gambling yep, in Detroit. Absolutely. I mean, wow, he really unrelatable. is well healed. Yeah, very unrelatable. Uh, I'm going to go quick. I'm going to pan real quickly to another one more Cardinal question. All right. Uh, we've talked yesterday about the issues the Cardinals have, and again today, with setting a consistent outfield. Do you think it would benefit both Dylan Carlson and his future trade value to get some reps or even a stretch of time down in AAA? Otherwise, what's the point of having him ride the bench for almost every game in which a righty starts? I don't know. I, my honest answer is I have no idea. I really don't know. I'm so confused by it. I'm not saying I think he's a superstar. I just don't understand what's going on. I really don't. I don't know if that is a direction they're even considering going. He went from, you know, Eight months ago, being, quote-unquote, one of the key members of the future of the organization to now the fifth outfielder. And I just don't know what has taken place to have that precipitous drop, not just in playing time, but also the perception of the organization. Right. So I suppose that could be a, a, a positive just because he could regain it, but maybe they're just like he doesn't have it. I don't, I, I don't know. I, when it comes to Dylan Carlson, I asked John Denton that, right. and he doesn't know either. Right. So I'm like, I thought he would have the explanation on it. There just isn't, there just isn't a, a, a clear-cut answer as to what's going on. And again, that's not saying I think if he's in, they start winning. I'm just, uh, 
haven't seen too many players, young players in St. Louis, drop off like Carlson has. And I'm talking not necessarily about his numbers so much as I would say his perceived right. stock. Yeah, that is strange. Because- when Dylan Carlson was there, and this one, if I'm not mistaken, it was 2020, so it was before everything got shut down on March 12th, March 13th, and I was down there. Dylan Carlson was looked at not in the same way as Oscar Tavares was or Jordan Walker was, mm-hmm. but the next tier down, he absolutely was. That's yeah. a real thing. It might sound like that doesn't sound real now, considering we're talking about the fifth outfielder on a team that's having some offensive problems. But that's what it was. And it's not like he came up and he was terrible. So I don't know why he's in the spot that he's in. That's why I do think there is something to be said for going, okay, you're just gonna you're gonna get the next seven starts. Yeah. Know it. Yep. Randall Gritchick, when he left here, this was going back to Mike Matheny, which isn't all that long ago, but it is now three managers ago. Uh, was complaining that you know we would make it out and go, God, it's like being a college basketball player. You make yeah. a bad play, you get yanked, and you right. don't play with confidence that way. Uh, so, yeah, Dylan Carlson, I don't, again, I want to make it clear, I don't think Carlson or Burleson's the reason for their problems, but I am surprised by the way that they're both being handled. One getting a lot of playing time and one only out there in, in very specific circumstances. Time for us to shut it down. BK and Ferrario are coming up next. Thanks to Taylor Twelman for joining us every Tuesday, brought to you by Together Credit Union. If you missed it, you can podcast Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Also, I spent a lot of time on the Cardinals in the first 20 minutes of the program. That's up there for you on Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Podcast 101 ESPN app for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party presented by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.